You said there wasn't, yesterday you told me there wasn't going to be much coaching in this game, you thought it would be competitive. Did it turn out the way, maybe beside the score, that you thought it was going to be? You know, I thought it was a great show. I thought uh, sitting on the bench, we, we had the best seats in the house. Uh, not much coaching went on whatsoever. It's early in the year to, to, to make a lot of guys mad about ice time. So, um, But I thought it was awesome. I mean, tons of plays, just world, world, world-class hockey players uh, put on a show. I thought it was a great event. Well, I just think, uh, you know, I've thought about this lots over the last couple of days. Um, I hope, I hope, uh, I hope in my life that I have an impact on people the way JJ had an impact on people for, for all these players to show up. I don't know if people understand what a big deal it is that, that uh, the, 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 the elite level players throughout the NHL came back, elite level U.S. players came back uh, to, to honor him. I mean, you that doesn't happen very often. And you can talk about it and, and say you're going to do it, but for, for it to actually come to fruition just speaks to the impact he had on people. He was an unbelievable human being. Uh, when you were around him, you felt good about yourself. Um, and I, I just thought it was a great tribute to him. Jeff, uh, Dylan's talked about during the World Championship that everyone would pass a hard hat around and tell a JJ story. How did that evolve? Where did, was that something the coaching staff or the players themselves came up? No, well, JJ originally uh, had the idea of the hard hat, and, and uh, it, it was something when, when I worked the, the first World Championship with him uh, two years ago, something he had introduced at the World Juniors earlier that, and it was just a, a way to, to, to kind of talk about things that were important to the team and include everybody, including uh, equipment managers, the trainers, the coaches, the players, everybody. And that's one thing about JJ is he, the, the, you know, his guys were, uh, I mean, he was a high-level uh, international hockey executive, but his guys were the equipment managers, his guys were the trainers. He wasn't above doing any of that stuff. And so, you know, it was just something he had done, and, and, and we just carried it forward at this year's World Championships. What do you think about the way that Dylan has sort of taken off from the World Champions to spearheading this particular event? Well, I think it's amazing. I don't know, what is he, 22 years old? I mean, when I was 22 years old, I wasn't organizing uh, sellout events for uh, to honor somebody. Again, I think it's easy to talk about. I think, you know, we all, we'd all sit around after the end of the World Championships and say, we should do this and we should do that. And you get home, you get busy, and you don't do anything. And he didn't allow that to happen. Uh, he made sure it was a great event. I, I would also say Scott Monaghan uh, who runs the national team development program here and who was a great great friend of JJ uh, did a lot of the organizational uh, effort as well and um, I know Scott wanted this to be a great event and Dylan wanted this to be a great event and it was so um, you know just certainly unreal uh, that, that, that a young guy like Dylan can put this together and, and unreal uh, uh, the way it all turned out. Look like you and Tony were there on the bench. Yeah those are fun games to coach. <laughs> They, uh, it, you know what? Uh, it was great. I mean, I got a chance to uh, talk to some guys I don't know very well, and and so that was fun. And Tony's one of the best people I know in hockey, and uh, uh, so it was great to be able to spend some time with him. And uh, it seemed like the other team was sort of loaded with Michigan players. What did you think of that? Yeah, they. Uh, I'm not sure how that worked out, but uh, I, I've had my own issues with Michigan players.
players over my time, especially when I was playing at Ferris. So it, it didn't bring back great memories. So, but, but that's that's the way it goes. It was, uh, you know, what uh, actually the, maybe the star of the show might have been uh, Dylan St. Cyr, the who plays at Notre Dame. He was excellent. So um, it was it, it was a fun event. It was a great event. Thanks. Can you talk about um, the, the weekend as an opportunity to give back between the Joey Coaster softball event and this one? Yeah, you know, the, those are two, I mean, what, what two great events I've, I've had a chance to be a part of, and really I feel lucky to be a part of them, uh, to be honest with you. Like, if you think about it, uh, Joe Kosher does such a uh, great job in this community, and, and in that foundation raises money for people in this community. It's not something that you don't know where the money goes, you know exactly where it goes, and it's uh, it's a, uh, it's a it's a great thing, and it was a fun event. And then and then uh, to, to round that up with this event today, um, just two world class, uh, well run events. It was a lot of fun. I'm assuming you won't know more on Saturday until Pittsburgh's report to physical self-control city. As far as everybody else, any other issues injury-wise, you expect everybody to be ready at the start? I expect them to be ready. Obviously, with uh, uh, Mike, Mike Green, it'll be a, it'll be something where we'll ease him into camp. Uh, you know, he had, he had a pretty, you know, he had a, a surgery there where I think he'll be totally ready by the start of. Uh, uh, certainly, he'll be ready by the start of regular season, but we'll ease him in potentially in camp. Uh, um, other than that, so far, I think guys are going to be ready. But you just don't know until you get there. I mean, this is when the training really, really starts to heat up, and sometimes uh, guys get nicks and whatnot. So we'll see. I apologize. Over. No, that's all right. Wait, you said Mike Green had surgery? Uh, at the end of last year. At the end of last year. So, yeah, yeah. So, he's just in that recovery process okay. through that. So, because of that, um, it's something that we'll just make sure that he's ready. Uh, we're not going to force, you know, he's, he's obviously playing the league a long time. Uh, we'll ease him into camp. You know, he said uh, in the conference call when he, when he re signed with the Wings that he's probably going to get clearance to hit right, right when training camp starts. Yeah. For physical contact, is he still on that timeline? Do you know? Yeah, exact same timeline. He's going to go meet with uh, the doctors right before camp starts, and uh, uh, we expect him, based on all the, the the feedback we've gotten from his PT and and uh, doctors, that that he'll be totally cleared. And and but it'll be right then. So well, you you won't know for sure until that moment. Once we know, then we'll make sure that again that we you know, he's been training hard, but we'll make sure that we ease him into it. Nothing new, you know. It's just a matter of uh, uh, he'll come into camp and we'll see. I know it's been a hard summer for him. I know he hasn't been able to really train. I think when you go through, you know, he gutted it out for two months at the end of the year, and it was it was it was amazing to see. But it's it's one thing to gut it out for two months. It's one it's another thing when you haven't been able to train at all to be able to play an NHL season. So um, I know it's been a real hard summer, and I know there's obviously, as I said publicly, lots of doubt to where he'll be at, and so he'll come into camp, uh, he'll do his physical, and we'll see where he's at. Considering that, do you have that and plan B? I mean, he's a significant part of your life. Yeah. Yeah, no, we have plan A and plan B. We have to. It's just the reality of the situation, and, and um, you know, I, I've said this lots. You know, my job is to coach the guys that are available to me, and so uh, we'll see the guys that are available to me, and, and we'll make decisions based on that, but we are planning uh, both, and, and 
and certainly uh, if 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 he's not available, um, which as the summer's gone, it certainly looks like he wouldn't be available right away. Uh, uh, if he's not available, uh, we believe that you know with Dylan, um, with Franz, with Athanasiu, with Glenn Denning, you know that would move Athanasiu probably to center to, to start the, to start the training camp, and and that to me is his natural position anyways. The only thing that that he has to do better at that position is make sure that he wins face-offs. But that to me is a position that I'd feel totally confident putting him in, and I think he could do a good job. I would right now. I look at Ed Helmer on the wing. Um, I know that that obviously that's a move that we could make, but my thought process going into camp would be to keep him on the wing. You know, we tried him at center a little bit, um, but then we've had him on the wing so much. He's played so much wing over the last number of years that I just think uh, the continuity of it for him is important. And so right now, my plan would be to keep him on the wing. And, and um, but 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 we'll see. You know, we'll see how camp goes. If well, I certainly wouldn't say I wouldn't consider him. That's not the case at all. But but I would say that it, it, two things. Two things to me. One is is I think it's way easier to break to break in into in the National Hockey League as a winger than a center. I mean, that's a lot of responsibility to put on a guy. The second thing I'd say is uh, when he plays wing, he might be net front more in the O zone than when he doesn't play wing. And his best attribute, for sure, is how good he is at the net front. So he might end up being a winger in the National Hockey League. I don't know that answer. Um, I know that he's outstanding in front of the net, and I certainly wouldn't want to do anything to take away from that. So if it eases him in by, by allowing him to be a, a, a winger and, and really focus on being that net front guy in the Ozone, then that's what we'll do. If Eric isn't clear at the beginning of the season, is there a possibility that he could rehab and maybe join the team at some point next season? My, my take would be this, that, that if he comes into camp and he's in a spot where he's not cleared, I wouldn't expect, I wouldn't plan on him for the rest of the year. That would be my take because I don't know how you go from not being able to train, not being able to train, uh, and then not cleared to all of a sudden being cleared. You know what I mean? That that would be my that would be my thought process. Would be uh, that that he's either going to get to a point to where he can play or he can't play. And if it's a point to where he can't play, then we'll we'll, we'll continue to, to to move on without him. Um, and and that would be my expectation level. The date? Yeah. It's that Thursday. I don't know it off the top of my head. I can look it up. Oh, I got Tony Granato on FaceTime, I think. No, no, no. I, I just called him on FaceTime on accident. The date, of, the date of the physicals is Thursday, September 13th. In Detroit or in Traverse? In Traverse. In Traverse. Yeah. There is physicals before that. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, the veterans a lot of times do do the physicals early, so I'm not sure when that is. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out whether I can be a Jefferson. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I'm not certain on that. Ask Ken. Hall. Ken, Ken would know when when the when the veterans are doing it. I'm, I can't remember. Um, have you talked to Henrik? Yeah, I've had some conversations with him. Yep. Yeah. Can you just? I don't. I don't. You know, without giving any way, just tell where, where the indication is. Well, again, I've said like Henrik's Henrik's message to me is that. His back has not reacted well. That he hasn't had uh, an opportunity to really train. Um, for me, I, I know I said this publicly the other day. I think there's lots of doubt because I don't know how you go through uh, not being able to train and then be able to play uh, in an NHL season. I think it's almost impossible. Yeah. So, so yeah. You know, all signs indicate to me right now that that it'll be very difficult for Henrik to be cleared to play. Yeah.
would assume you would go to an additional alternate in uh, you know what, those are discussions we'll have uh, once once we have a better idea of where everything's at for real. I, I don't, you know, I don't want to even get into that right now until we know where, I, I partially have to respect to Emmett too, we know where he's at for sure. All right.